Welcome back to the North Florida Wrestling Show, where the conversation never leaves the map. We have a great show for you today with an amazing guest, but first, a quick reminder, we have a war zone in Lake City coming October 29th, the Halloween Bash. Get four to six experience-appropriate matches for your kid and out within two hours. We also have the Niceville Wrestling Academy Camp coming November 11th, 13th with Coach Connor Bebe. Get some great experience right before the season begins. Stick with us. All right, welcome back. Let's go ahead and get into it. Um, Dad, I know you're excited about this guest. When um, when we first started getting this idea going, I know this guy uh, was at the top, or at least the top five, right off the bat for both you and I. Um, I'm pretty sure he was the number one for you. Uh, why don't you tell everybody about this guy that we have a plethora of experience with? Oh, man, there's so much to say about Mike. You know, I mean, first and foremost, he's uh, super passionate about the sport. He's preeminent ambassador in the North Florida area and statewide um, Hall of Fame coach um, and someone who I regard as not only a comrade colleague but also a friend um, and he's uh, always willing to help out um, to promote and further the sport of wrestling and this is a perfect example I'm just I'm just glad he, he's made time to be on the show with us that is true and so we like to we like to welcome on to the North Florida wrestling show today Hall of Fame coach of the Lincoln Trojans, Mr. Mike Crowder. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm uh, pretty excited about it. I, uh, I got a phone call earlier today from uh, from one of my protégés. He's like, hey, aren't you aren't you on today? I was like, yeah. He goes, I can't wait to hear it. So Papper was all, uh, called me earlier today. He was like, hey, I, I listened to the first one. I was like, man, I can't wait to hear what you got to say about all this stuff. Yeah, man, we're it's, we're we're pretty excited at how receptive everybody has been to it. Um, you know, we just kind of I had this idea thrown around in my head for a little bit, and I, I started talking to my dad. I'm like, hey, like, you know, let's try to get it going, and was able to nail him down one day. And just everybody's been really cool, so we're very glad that especially people of your caliber is willing to come on and um, help us out and just you know talk a little bit of wrestling. Always excited to talk about a little bit of wrestling. See where we see where we lead to, and I know there's there's exciting things going on in Tallahassee for sure. Yeah, it's crazy right now. There's so many things, and and the Panhandle is just blown up all of a sudden. It's a uh, a lot of guys doing a lot of good work. So it's uh, it's, it's interesting, a good time. You, know, you know, all the years of struggling to try to get you know kids wrestling, especially you know once uh, once Panama City dropped the middle school wrestling. You know, it's been a struggle just to get it going, and just, you know, I, like my own struggles in Tallahassee to get it done. And now it's everywhere. It's uh, it's impressive. You know what? How much wrestling is going on in the Panhandle right now? Give us a little background on yourself. How did you How did you get started in wrestling? I mean, what was your first exposure to the sport? Uh, well, I uh, moved to Florida when I was twelve. Um, so I, I hadn't really found a sport. You know, my um, my dad, my dad was a college basketball player and a college baseball player. And I'm, you know, five foot five. So I, you know, I, I could have played baseball, but uh, started off, you know, playing basketball and baseball. I played basketball for probably like nine years, or sorry, played basketball for like nine years, and just wasn't getting any taller. It was kind of crazy. <laughs> I even played basketball in, ninth, in eighth grade, um, and they were kind of you know, bugged that I didn't come out for basketball on the high school team. Which you know, I, I don't know what I've been able to contribute, but so. And baseball, I got hit in the face with a ball early. I was like five, knocked me out. All my teeth were loose um, and kind of crushed my dad because I could never get in front of the ball again. Right? It took me forever to be able to get there. Just, I mean, it knocked me out. All my teeth were loose. I mean, was you know, scared to death. And I was only like six years old, so it was like trauma on the baseball field. So that was done. You know, he tried to take me out there. It wouldn't happen. So we moved to Florida and uh, – Middle school PE, crazy enough, in uh, in Naples, Florida, they did a, Coach Heck did a unit on wrestling. Uh, I mean, weeks and weeks and weeks on wrestling. They had mats and everything there at the middle school. And and anyway, after the first time we did it, I mean, we, were, we wrestled for weeks and weeks and weeks. He was like, you have to do this. You have to do this in the high school level when you get there. Here's the coaches you need to talk to, what school you're going to, and I was kind of in limbo of whether I was going to go to Naples or Laley at that point because I wasn't sure if my parents were moving. Um, and wrestled, did it again next year for uh, for middle school, and 
you know, it was just, it actually was crazy because a lot of the guys that we wrestled all together in middle school all end up on that same high school team too. So Coach Heck really pushed me. And then I, uh, I played football at Laley and was the littlest guy on the football team. And after JV football season, I was in the weight room working out and the 103 and the 112 came and grabbed me because I was thinking about, you know, whether I was going to play basketball or play soccer. You know, I wasn't really, didn't even really think about wrestling at that point, you know, even though I had success with it already. And they came to me and with the head coach and like, you have to be here. You have to be here. And, you know, they took me under their wing and it, I mean, it was ever, I mean, after the first day I was already in. So, cause I was a little bit off anyway. I, I love the hard work of practice. Um, the guys at football practice always hated me because I was always super excited to get out there and just get out there and just play and hit and run and do everything. And they were just dreading it every day. And they're like, you got to calm down. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. But I, I just want to go, 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 go. So I was kind of made for wrestling because it was nonstop. Everything was in your face all the time. So that's how, that's how I started anyway. I, and then, you know, lots of things, you know, between there and there, lots of head coaching changes and, you know, lucky head coaching additions so it was a it was a it was a great beginning to the career you know just wrestling for those different guys you know I got to wrestle for for a legend so that I mean the last two years I wrestled for Willie Gadsden who you know was it was a four-time All-American he was a national champion you know Olympic Olympic alternate I mean the year we we, we boycotted that he was on he was going to be the guy you know so I I like I was very blessed at that point, you know, in, in the end of my high school to wrestle. I really wish we had more time together, you know, because it was we had we had uh, three coaches in four years, so it kind of stifled the, where we were. But you know, I mean, not that it didn't turn out great. It, I mean, just didn't finish the way I wanted to. That's for sure in the high school level, anyway. Well, I can definitely resonate with um, the whole little guy on the field and everybody hit them gross spurts, but still having that excitement. You know, that's what definitely <laughs> got it in for me. And it's, it's you know, I feel that it's such a theme that we have um, with a lot of the people we've had on is, you know, get them in young, get them in young. Just like you said, you got at least in a little bit of exposure in middle school mm-hmm. and that put the bug into your ear and put the people, you know, you in people's minds. Uh, that's cool to see. I learned, you know, I've um, I've always known you as the coach, so it's nice to know a little bit about the background. But I kind of want to go into that as our next question. Um, you know, how did you transition into coaching? Was there a gap between the end of your, you know, high school competition? Did you go straight to college, or was it a, you know, straight to coaching um, well, sort of so idea? Coach and I had a little bit of a, like a little kind of a, I don't know if it was a disagreement or what, but a little it was odd at the end of my senior year and. And you know he had people that wanted wanted me to wrestle for them, and, and you know I I didn't I didn't go right away. I I um I just went to Florida State. You know I was a little bit frustrated. He was frustrated with me. I was frustrated with him. And I went to FSU, and they were joining the ACC that year. So everybody just assumed they were going to start wrestling. It just made sense, right? So we had 50 guys on the Florida State club team. We wrestled D1 schools. I mean we 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 had a, a guy who coached us who uh, who wrestled at. Uh, I think it was Northern Illinois, maybe, and he was a stud. He and he coached us. We went all over. We wrestled a bunch of dual meets, and we did really, really well. Uh, Florida State doesn't join the ACC, or Florida State doesn't pick up wrestling. I got a phone call. Um, gosh, it had to be in, it had to be in March, um, something like that. And Willie had taken a head coaching job at Eastern Michigan, uh, Division One. He was like, I need you. I just recruited Lee Pritz. I need you to be his partner. And I was like, I was in, in the fraternity. I was in my relationship with my soon-to-be wife. And he hit me at a time where I couldn't make that decision. And it actually seemed like he was really mad at me about that, you know. So anyway, I didn't go. And we, I, I end up, we ended up patching all this stuff up later. But anyway, so I, I was working at the fitness center at Florida State, taking a coaching class. And everybody does football and baseball and basketball. I'm the only guy in the room that does wrestling. So the GA comes to me. He knew me from the Leach Center, and he grabbed me, and he was like, hey, um, there's a job opening. You need to take it. I said, what do you mean? He says, just coaching. It's wrestling. They're terrible. My buddy's leaving the job. They're, they, they were 0-9 last year. He goes, they could really use you. So... He set up an interview for me with the AD. I'm 21. 
I walk in there and in a suit in North Florida going for to interview for a coaching job. I, I, you guys kind of figure that out. He looked at me like I was freaking crazy. I have a resume, suit, and you know, he's in freaking bike shorts and a polo. As I walk in there and I throw it down, I said, this is what I can do for you. This is who I am. This is how I can help you. Sure, he, was, it, he was sold at day one. He was like, let's go talk to the principal right now. He goes, here's the room. It's horrible. Here's what you, can, here's what you got. What can you do with it? Here's the uniforms. You don't have any. I mean, here's the, there's nothing that exists. You have to build this off from scratch. So uh, it was a little crazy. But I did, I did, I mean, I considered the two years of the wrestling on the club team for Florida State. I do consider that kind of coaching because I did a lot of coaching. And there's a lot of guys in Florida that wrestled on that team that became coaches. You know, Scott Gomrad's a good example. Um, he wrestled on the club team. I, I was an older guy on the club team when he was a freshman on the club team. There's a whole bunch of guys in the state that are like that, that came up here and didn't, you know, wrestle in college, but they did wrestle at the club level and go on to coach. But, yeah, he, he interviewed me, and I never left. I, I, I've been at the same school for 28 years. It's a little crazy. You know, I, I did have a benefit of having some really, really good people around me to kind of guide me. Um, we had a coach at, at Godby at the time named Carl Stralo, who was really, really big at helping me in the beginning, you know, and that, le- that you know, went over, you know, eventually to David Laxton, you know, and Bob Murphy, you know, and Buddy Tomani, all these North Florida legends that, you know, just kind of like took an interest and like, hey, th- how do you do this? And, you know, they just saw what we were doing and we were gaining fast. And they, you know, they took notice and, and helped it helped us out, you know, quite a bit. So that that kind of was my bridge to to Lincoln, which you know, I've been there ever since. So. Yeah, Mike, and I tell you, <clears throat> I mean, you've created such a consistent program there, and like we stated earlier, you know, your 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 passion for the sport and your passion for doing it the right way and um, knowing every every corner of the mat, so to speak, as far as rules, protocols, all that, um, you know, and, and I, I can speak personally as someone who's been associated with you for 20 plus years, you know, you are, um, you're an example, I think, for um, the rest of the wrestling community, not just coaches, but for officials and wrestlers alike. So, um, you know, we, we certainly respect you for that. And one of the things that I and Jordan and I have talked about this in the past. One of the things that I've always admired about you is you're very forward looking. You know, you're always kind of you're, you're kind of ahead of the curve a lot of time. And, and a specific point that I'm trying to make here is you were the very first coach I ever knew that had the handheld device where you were actually, you know, keeping track of, of your matches, real time statistics, et cetera, et cetera. And now it's commonplace. You know, you see a lot of that. So explain to me, detail a little bit on what your thinking was in that regard. And do you think that the technology that's being implemented has helped wrestling as a whole, has hurt it, or are there some areas that can be cleaned up? Well, the, it's funny that that whole thing started because of the guys that used to run the tournament software that used to run every tournament in wrestling in the country was the wrestling term, the wrestling tourney, right? So the wrestling tourney, uh, ed, it's educational. Oh man, what I, I I can't remember the name of the company, but anyway, they so they had this tournament software that everybody used. Well, after the second year. I think it was it was in after '97. I was like, "All right, there's got to be a better way to do this." So I, the wrestling tournament, I, we bought it, and it said something about stat keeping on there. So there's something about stat keeping on there, and I so I called the guy and uh, preferred educational software. That's a guy's. I called him up and I was like, "Hey, how's the stat program work?" And he goes, "Well, you need a Palm Pilot, and you can upload the stats to your computer whenever you're done." I was like, he showed me the interface, and I was like, done. So, and, you know, I, <clears throat> we just lost our stat girl coach, and so we were, we were, were going to be – and I liked having the book in my hand anyway, so I figured I'd try it. And, man, I love that thing right from the get-go because I, I always knew the score, right? So I – because I could, I could tap it with my, with my Palm Pilot, and I did that forever, and everyone would ask me. They always thought that I was doing something weird. Like, it was such, such a silly thing that I didn't think was a big impact at the time. 
but I was the only guy in the, in the room. It was the only guy in the state tournament doing it, right? They're like, what is this? And so I, I start, you know, spreading it around, and then, um, you know, they, other people start taking notice. But that Palm Pilot was – I used that program for a long time, <clears throat> uh, years and years and years. I have, still have all the saved files and everything for it. And they, you know, it got to the point where when I saw what track was doing, you know, and it, I was and I was late to the track game because I didn't want to give up what I already had, if that makes any sense. I was already like, okay, all right, I, I didn't want to buy their stat program right at first because I was just working, 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 doing what I was doing. And then all of a sudden, I looked at it, and I was like, wow, that is awesome because it changed. It changed as you put the stats in. I thought that was such a, such a great deal, you know, and as soon as I started using it, it I was sold on that one too. You know, I think that uh, there's a lot of guys, though, a lot, of, a lot of companies doing some great things with it. A lot of folks are doing stuff where they integrate the video and the stats. Um, I, I haven't bought into that yet because I don't like other people doing my stats. I, I don't really want to give up my stat. I mean, unless it's being done on track, and I really don't even love that because it's, it, it never works the way I would do it, if that makes sense. Like it, you know, and a lot of events are running on track, and I use them. I go in, and I kind of compare what I did to what was done at the table because a lot of times you got young kids running the tables you know but I love the technology is so good because you can keep up with events really anywhere you know even not, though it's not video you know if one of my kids is wrestling somewhere I can still follow the match the score because it's being it's always live so you can see the score popping up you can see a takedown pop up you can see an escape pop up so I think that's great I use that all the time like <laughs> For a, if I'm not in an event, you know, I can watch the matches without actually watching the matches. So I think that's a goodness gracious. Sorry, guys. I have all kinds of noise coming in here all of a sudden. I got dogs and kids. and But, no, the, I love where the technology's at. I think it's just going get, to get even better and better as it goes through. Um, you know, we everything that we have is still separate. We still use Huddle. We still use um, Track Wrestling Stat Program. You know, I, I – and it, it's good because it's connected to all the all the tournaments now too, and most of the big tournaments are all run that way anyway. So it just automatically uploads and uploads and uploads. So I love that part. Yeah, I'm man. I'm, there's so many things that are coming out now that I wish they had back then. Like just even the track wrestling, you know, like that kind of came in toward the tail end of you know my wrestling career. The new Warzone format they have, um, just the ease of uh, access it is to all this information. Yeah, um, it's it's really good, man. I, I, I can't say enough about how that how they've done it and you know, kudos to those to the guys that have that have set it up. I mean they it's seamless. Like for me, I just I mean, it's even easy to teach the kids how to do it. That was always such a tricky thing, right, back in the day is teaching the girls how to stat. You know, once they, if they were out there and they're watching it, they get it, right? But now it just takes so much effort out of it because, you know, the way it runs and how it changes, you know, what's next. So your choices are limited. It's really hard to mess it up if you're following along and doing it right. So I do like all that stuff. I think it's great. What trends do you see in North Florida wrestling right now? I know you mentioned earlier that you've been noticing, and I have too. You know, it's been a big inspiration behind you know starting this show. Is I've noticed that North Florida wrestling, specifically over in like the northwest corner, which has been you know historically up and down, seems like it's gotten gotten its footing. It's gotten a lot yeah, of really good a, coaches. There's so many clubs out there right now. It's impressive. If you if you go on a Saturday to any of these local tournaments, and you know part of the part of the reason why it's blown up too is that their format isn't different. Like they've got these new formats where you they'll give you the weigh in time, and you got a two hour window. You're in and out. So for the young kids, especially like middle school and lower, it's a two hour window. You're in and out, and it's not like you're sitting there all day waiting around for no matches. I mean, some of these guys. You know, they like our our guys run. There's they run war zones, and it's on your phone. The kids get as many matches as they want within two hours. So we we got our 52 pounder, man. He was getting 12 matches a, a day in two hours. Like he would he would wrestle and wrestle and wrestle and like he would get off the mat and go to the next mat and to the next mat and the next mat. It was impressive because his dad was entering him in two weight classes, so he would just bounce. Like he'd never even get a break. I mean, he did it all summer. He probably had he probably had 106 matches this summer, you know. And that's I mean, and it's it's impressive. Like it it makes it a lot more fan friendly for the little kids too. And I think that's another reason why it's blown up so much. 
you know, I mean, shoot, even in Tallahassee, we've got three or four clubs right now. So it, it's impressive, you know, if you it, it, the way it's grown. And, the, I mean, those guys over there, they were starving for kids wrestling for so long in, in northwest Florida just because once middle school got taken out, there was, there was no options. And now all of a sudden, club here, club there, club here, club there. And now they've got options. You got, they've got a lot of guys. Um, um, your boys from Bay County, you know, Jordan and those guys, they're, 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 uh, they're doing a good job of connecting everybody too. Right, Deaton and those guys have made some mailing lists, and they make they, they, they connect everybody, and they they're calling and trying to get everybody coordinated all the time, you know. And the guy that's in Tallahassee, Jason Westlogger, he's been a big help for that too, right? That, that he kind of helped them make that web and connect everybody together. So I can always see it getting better. There's going to be a lot more great kids coming out of this area just because of how many little kids are actually wrestling. It's it's impressive. Yeah, we're actually gonna have. Um, speaking of Jason, we were, we had him on last uh, last episode, and we're actually gonna have him on next week with the creator of the software, the uh, Warzone software, Mr. Layton. So, you know, anybody that's looking forward to get a little bit more information out. But yeah, I absolutely love that software. I wish they had it around. I would have got. I know I would have been one of those guys getting 10, 12 matches. So oh, it man, makes me very jealous of yeah, the you know what these too. people got. I will toot our own horn a little bit, Jordan. And uh, I remember the days when we would bring our club over to your gym, Mike, back in the back in the old days. So oh, yeah. it's good to see those. It's good to see those clubs popping up, and it's good to see good coaches attached to those clubs that are teaching the kids the right way. And we, like we said, we had Jason on last episode, and man, that guy's man. He's uh, he's really enthusiastic about it. Very very knowledgeable about this new software, that Rapid Bracket software. And what a yeah, what a great thing where a parent knows that they're going to go into a gym and be there for a maybe two two and a half hour window. Their kids are going to wrestle a ton of matches and they're done. They're not sitting around all day long for maybe two matches, and it's just such a painful experience. And you know, I've done it, you've done it, and this is such a great thing. And I agree with you completely that this is going to be a potential catalyst for the continued growth of uh, wrestling in the North Florida area, because you know, as well as I do that if you don't have a club that's feeding the school system, you're really kind of handicapped a little bit. Once you get to that higher level high school state and even the national level. So you have to have that, you have to have that, that system that, you know, kids are getting involved. They're being taught the right way. The parents are supportive because it's an easier endeavor than the old days. So, you know, and you're a big part of that as well. So I'm very, very happy to see uh, what's happening going on right now as well. Yeah, I wish my kids would have been able to have been in it when it was like this because it just is so much different. I mean, I mean, before you might sit there for, you know, eight hours, you know, because you're you got all these different kids. But now – especially if you have different transportation, the kids can show up at their way in time and be done and be out of there, right? As before, you know, you're just going to sit there and wait and you might not wrestle for eight hours. You know, the, those old freestyle brackets and Greco brackets, they really just kind of drove people away from the sport at the time just because it was a giant ordeal just to get two matches. And now we don't have that. You go in there you wrestle, you get done. It's more like what they expect from youth sports anyway. You know, you got a two-hour window on a Saturday. You're going on a trip. You can get some food afterwards and make it a day, and you're not there all day. So I, I think that that's a huge help to the younger generation of wrestling. I, you know, and, and Jordan's right. I'm jealous, too, because I wish my kids would have had that. You know, I, and, and I, have, I remember plenty of days in the freestyle gyms going – you know, driving an hour and a half, two hours to get three matches. You know, like, okay, well, what are we doing? You know, and even wrestling two weight classes sometimes. Maybe you get four and you're done. These guys are really, really knocking them out. It's a, it's impressive. And I, I think that it only benefits the sport. And just because of the format, well, the parents are happier. Because, you know, you're, you're showing up at your time. You're showing up at your time. And, you know, you can watch the, watching the tournament is kind of funny because, you, you know, you see the little kids go for two hours. And they just get a little older, and they get a little older, and they get a little bigger. And then, I mean, we—I don't know how many matches they wrestled last weekend at Florida High, but it was a ton. We had six mats rolling. You know, it, it was a—it was a lot. So, I do like where it's going. Yeah, so do I. Um, 
Mike, let's shift gears here a little bit. Uh, I know you and I are in the same place a couple weeks ago and um, talking about uh, the rule changes that are on the horizon this year and the um, you know, the federation rule changes that are on the horizon for high school wrestling. Uh, what do you think about this year's rule changes regarding, you know, the, the undergarments thing and the, uh, the, the way they've shifted the stall call on the shoe issue. Um, what do you think about that? I know you're always, you're always up to speed on those and have an opinion on those. And not only that, is there something through, you know, your years of coaching experience that, you know, regarding rules that you would like to see addressed. I know I have I have a few of my own, but from your perspective, um, what do you think about um, the rule changes this year and prospective rule changes that you would like to see in the future? Uh, I, you know, my honestly, my favorite rule change out of this group is the is the beard rule. <laughs> I right? think it's long overdue. I kind of like the hair rule. It's it's been there. I mean, it's it's. They, we've had a lot of rules in place that just put the officials in a bad situation all the time, right? And that's one of them, right? I mean, you, it's just so silly. Like, what are we doing? You know, I mean, I, it, there, there's too many of them like that. The hair rule, you know, and the facial hair rule, I'm glad they're, they've been changed. That's, that's great for them. You know, um, the other rules to me, I mean, undergarment rule, it, it's, that, it's whatever. We're going to roll with, with it. I mean, that, that one's always so, so weird anyway. It's so silly. Like, you know, I, I get the sports bra part though. I get it. Um, I don't, and I, I questioned it only because we spent the money on female singlets, right? So we were like, all right, we're good. But, and you know, so now we had to add something to it, but our girls don't care. They'll, they'll wear a sports bra. It's fine with them. They'll put it on underneath. You know, we're actually going to get compression shirts for them anyway. So it won't even really matter. We're going to have compression shirts for the whole kid, whole, whole, whole group. Um, as for the, the change for the shoe rule, I mean, to me, it just happens so, so rarely, you know, it's fine either way. I, I, I wasn't upset with it before. I'm not upset with it now. The only rule that ever gets me, you know, and it's, it's one that you can't really do anything about at the high school level, the stall call rules are just always just so hard. They just, it, it's because like, you know, and we, we view things so different, you know, from, from the officials on a lot of, a lot of aspects, you know, and it's hard, like when you're looking at it and you're like, well, well, he was stalling. I'm like, man, he's been wrestling three weeks. He don't know how to stall. He don't even know what he's doing, right? But you guys don't know that. You know, you can't see that. And we and we see him like he doesn't even know what he's doing, right? You know, I mean, I, it it's one of those things that's uh, it's been a bear for me because I, you know, and I'm sure all coaches can do this, but I could probably name on my hand probably, you know, maybe five medals at the state tournament that were the difference in the stall call. I mean, one of the finals for goodness sakes that I didn't understand. You know, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it cost us the, the match. It was crazy to me, but you know, it, it is what it is. He saw it and, and that's the way he saw it. I, I don't have to agree with it. And there's really no way to fix it. That's the hard part with that one. There's no, there's no real true way to make it any less of a burden on you guys or us to be less fired up about it. You know, I mean, it, it just, it, it happens. And then, you know, every official around the state is so different, you know, because the guy over here in Orlando might call it different than a guy in Miami. And if you don't know your guys, then you're in trouble. You know, like there's a couple guys in the state that I know, and I got to get on my guy and go, listen, you freaking take a, a – if you move backwards at all at the end of this match, you're going to get nailed. So you, you have to go forward. You know, there's other guys where I'm like, all right, well, you know, this guy doesn't really like to hit it that much. So – you might be okay if you if it's in the match and you've already done all the work, you know. I that's a tough one. Um, you know who who do you have coming back? You know who do you have success with last year? Who you have coming back? And what are your thoughts on Lincoln wrestling and you know the surrounding area as far as uh, high school wrestling goes? So there's a it's a there's a running joke between me and my assistant coach. We never think we're any good. I can tell you, like when we won all those regional championships in a row. I would have told you that there's no chance. I was like, no, we are not very good this year. And sure enough, we win. And I'll say it again. We're not very good this year, and we win. Um, you know, I, I I, always think that there's so much more that we should – so much better we should be anyway. Um, I will say this, though. Our kids are killing it. They work their butt off this offseason. Uh, I like the group. I only have four seniors, which is really, really nice. And all four of them are, are – 
doing really, really well. So I like uh, and we got. I, I think our lineup is really good all the way through. We ha- you know with our seniors. Uh, I think that our 195 Jacob he he qualified for Super 32. He's been wrestling lights out. Um, he left the sport when he was a freshman sophomore and then found it again last year as a junior and has done phenomenal since he came back. I mean, he missed the state tournament by one point last year in a blood round twice, you know, in the quarters and the semis, uh, no, in the semis and the, and the Conti semis, you know, having been gone from the sport, but he has worked his butt off this off season. You know, I, I like, I, I mean, my kid's back in the fold. He came back from an ACL surgery last year. He should be pretty tough. Uh, uh, Connor Edwards is our other other senior around Mason's weight class. Um, probably be a 60. He has also killed it this offseason. So, you know, I like all of our state qualifiers that are going to come back. We've got Jay Sean Washington. Uh, he'll probably be a 26. And then Vanuel, he was, these guys were blood rounders at the state tournament last year. We have three, re- three returning blood rounders from the state tournament last year that all were right there in close matches, all one-pointers. One overtime match and two one-pointers that we lost with those guys. So I think they all have a good chance to get on the podium this year. <clears throat> it should be interesting, though. We got uh, Clay High School moving into our region. So they're going. They're moving back up to 2A. Uh, they're in a district with Fleming. Fleming's always tough. They're, you know, they're going to be a bear. We got. Are you after. telling me? Are you telling me that Clay, Fleming Island, and Lincoln are all going to be the same region? Yeah, we no. should have been. We, we thought we were all going to be in the same district. Uh, actually, I was hoping for it. I don't know what 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 Reap and PJ were thinking, but I was like, man, we need to be in the same district. That yeah. would be a that would be a murderer's row district for. Uh, well, it would have helped us for the region, right? Because we just split up. That would have been yeah. the best possible scenario. Because if all of us are pretty good, then now some people are going to get caught in the crossfire now, right? Because the way the region brackets are working, so uh, we got to fix for that. Hopefully, coming in next year, but um, we got to get it approved again. But we we have a way to kind of eliminate the the bracket. So there's big always been a big complaint about the region bracket. This goes back to rules. We got to get it approved first, though. It was it was approved last year. So we got an approval. We got an approval for placing to uh, wrestling for fifth and sixth in the region, and bringing the fifths to the state tournament to wrestle the fourth from their own region first round. So you know how you get you get some guys get caught in the cross and like I pin that guy in the first round he qualifies and I don't. So you bring the fifths with you and they get the rematch instead of doing it at the region do it at the state tournament there'll be four pigtails in each bracket. All the fourths will wrestle all the fifths from their own region and then drop down in the contes after that. But that way you get rid of the complaints about oh our region's really hard or you know I I got beaten the cross. Because then you'll get a chance to prove it first round, you know. And we've had tons of guys that have been in that situation. I, I could list a bunch of them on the top of my head that hit that regional cross. And you're like, crap, I already beat this guy. And he's going to skate to the Constellation Finals and get pinned. But he's going to get to go to state. That's the best way I've ever heard to, to solve the issue. And it kind of legitimizes our 7th and 8th place at the state tournament too. Because it make the bracket t- up to 20 instead of 16. So it helps the naysayers that are that are always, you know, oh, you know, we're just watering down this or whatever, which is not really the case. I mean, you know, it's an individual sport. It should place to eight, just like all the rest of them do anyway. So, but that that's a cool uh, addition that I forgot about. And again, it won't matter this season anyway. We, we have to get it approved by the board, uh, and I think they will. Uh, they unanimously approved it last year, so I would assume they're going to do it again. But I like the Lincoln's. I like Lincoln's chances. I, um, you know, Fleming's gonna. Fleming's tough. Clay's tough. Uh, I think the three of us, you know, have a good shot to be in the top of the region. Uh, good shot. I mean, there's again, there's always teams out there that are gunning for you, so you never really know. Uh, but I, I think our lineup is solid, top top to bottom. I, I, the holes I have are not really big holes. There's only two of them, but the kids that are there have worked really, really hard to fill that gap. Too. So I, I think we're going to be just fine. I, you know, I like our chances at, you know, in the state dual tournament, and I like our chances at uh, in the individual regional tournament. Yeah, coach. Um, 
you know as well as I do, it, it's it's not how you start, it's how you finish, and, and wrestling can be a season of attrition, you know, so, you know, staying healthy is one thing, and and uh, you know how your how your opponents in the region, your district in the region, you know how their health is, and of course making weight's always an issue. So again, that's one thing I've always admired about your program is that you you know you you continually progress throughout the season, and and then it seems like you're always there. You know you always you always have you know wrestlers in the mix for qualifying or placing. So. Uh, but I wanted to piggyback on something that we talked about earlier. We had kind of a scripted uh, thing we were going by, and we skipped around a little bit. We've already kind of covered the the present club scene, and you mentioned something that just got me to thinking that you know when Jordan was coming up, um, you know freestyle and Greco, the international styles weren't popular in North Florida. There wasn't a lot of following there. What are your thoughts on trying to enhance? those styles particularly in the off season because i know jordan um he his ability increased greatly by just that additional exposure being that there's a lot of uh neutral wrestling in the freestyle and, and the greco forms so what are your thoughts on that are you mainly just a folk style guy or would you like to see that expand a little bit in the off season with the freestyle and greco well you know i'm i I'm not. I. I mean, I, I'm a Greco guy, and I. You know, I. You know, but but the pro, our problem has been is that when we were heavy heavy Greco freestyle, nobody else was, right? And you know, I, it's weird because I feel like that a lot of coaches don't know how to teach it, and I think that's why they don't wrestle it. You know, so and it's one of those things because if you didn't grow up in it, you know, and, and again the rules change every freaking twenty minutes, which irritates the crap out of me about it. You know, because you know, if you haven't been doing it for a while, well, what do you mean I can't do this? I can't do that. I mean, obviously, the, the basics are still the basics. You know, you you can still do a reverse headlock. You can still do a bump by. You can still do a trapped arm gut, and you, you call it a day. You know, all that stuff still works. But, you know, I think that's that's the one of the things that happened up here. We got to a point where, like, we were hosting folk-style Greco tournaments, and the only other guys that would show up to wrestle Greco with us were Pace. You know, it was just me and Reggie. And they're like, it's frustrating because we – we try to do this, and you know, we would go to them, and they would go to us. But it was only for the Greco, you know, and they, and just nobody was nobody was willing to wrestle freestyle. All of a sudden, it, you know, and it's fun. Freestyle's fun. It's a it's a shift. It's a change. I'm all about it. You know, if if guys, especially it, it's so much better for the high school kids to shift to something different. You know, for years we didn't even do much freestyle. We'd wrestle Greco in the summer and nothing else. Like, we would show up to Greco State, walk out with, like, nine golds and a silver, and they'd be like, we'll see you guys tomorrow for freestyle. And we'd laugh. We're like, no, we don't wrestle freestyle. We only wrestle Greco. You know, we'd walk out of there with all of our medals. And they were like, no, you got to come back tomorrow. We're like, nah, these guys just want to throw people on their heads, man. They just, that's, that's what they do. Because that's what we did. And we had coaches at the time who were actually wrestling in masters divisions and things like that too. So they were working out at the same time to try to, you know, win state titles and things like that. So that was a lot of fun. I, I do miss the Greco days. I, uh, it'd be nice to be able to do some of that. I, it's really, really hard though to get, especially the way the system works. And it's about people that feel comfortable enough and competent enough to coach it. You know, we, and we still, I mean, we, it's been a little bit now just with our, our recent kids, but I mean, we had it. We, we still every now and then when the kid feels good about it, we'll take him down, let him try to qualify for Fargo, you know. And that's another part that's hard for North Florida too. The freaking qualifiers are in Fort Lauderdale. How are we going to drive? I mean, we're not. I mean, Pace isn't going to drive thirteen hours to Fort Lauderdale for a qualifying tournament. And then back in the day, you could only get the the supplement or the stipend. If you went to both, so we, you know, we would send, we had to send Tristan and Isaac. We would go to Orlando. We wrestle in the state tournament. We go to Orlando. We wrestle in the, the folk style state tournament and the freestyle Greco state tournament. But then we got to go to Fort Lauderdale to make sure that we get our stipend money. And you know, and and it sucked, and it was really really difficult for us to do that. And they just don't understand the distance that we have to travel to do that. You know, but we were the minority because there wasn't that many kids up here that were wrestling. So. 
it wasn't like a huge loss to them, you know, because we were going to suck it up and drive anyway, if that makes any sense. We, 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 we just were, you know. So I, I, I see why guys don't, don't get into it, though, especially if they've never done it. And, you know, because the competitions are so far away, everything's a drive. So, like, when my kids were little, Citrus used to hold tournaments, freestyle Greco tournaments, every weekend. Um, so when, when Wood was there, there was always Freestyle Greco every weekend. So we could drive three hours and go get Freestyle Greco. So it wasn't as big of a deal. So my kids wrestled a ton. My boys wrestled Freestyle Greco a ton, you know, which is, which makes sense if you ever watched them wrestle. So that, you know, you, you might get thrown on your head. <laughs> well, I love how much you point out that, um, like how much distance you have to travel to get quality competition. A lot of times, like, you know, me and my dad, I was lucky that my dad was a ref and, you know, he was going there anyway. So it's, we're, you know, we're down there. That's kind of how we were able to, he was able to get me into, you know, Freestyle Greco because I was extremely resistant to it for the longest time. Um, so, man, I would, I like, you know, I love seeing like uh, all these events that are coming, like the duels that they had over there in Fort Walton. They're like, oh, the pa- awesome. they're like, oh, it sold out. It's like, of course it sold out if you, bring it they'll come to it it's like same thing if you bring a big national tournament in niceville florida or in panama city beach people will come to go do it especially these florida guys and then you'll get to showcase it i know that was something that i was always upset at i'm like i felt i can compete with anybody in the nation but the chances that i got to do that was very limited you know we can't just drive up to virginia every other weekend or pennsylvania or wherever you know, just exactly like you're saying. So it's nice to see some bigger stuff kind of get put here. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of as we're starting to wrap up, let me ask you a question. I've known you a long time as a coach. You've always been there in my um, wrestling career. I see you all the time. Um, I've always been – we've always been curious. Um, what is your fondest memory as a coach in your long um, – I mean, maybe, maybe only midway through. Who knows? Midway through, but oh, so far God. in your tenure. This is 28. I better not – if I'm midway through, I'm in trouble. Um, I don't want to – uh, yeah, I, I've got a couple that were really, really good. I, I thought about this one because you know there, there's so many for me that are just huge. You know, um, you know, Tristan State Championship was a big deal. You know, that was a huge, huge weight off my shoulders. You know, I, um, because I'd been, I, I was the guy that kept, you know, we kept losing in the semis by one, and then watching a guy we beat win a title. You know, and we're like, what, what are we doing? We're something, we're something we're missing. Something we're not doing right. You know, and I, that, that was a big one though. That was a big weight off my shoulders. Cause it was funny because, you know, when he won, you know, they always tell you like first state champion and all that kind of stuff. Well, they didn't say that. Right. And so one of the guys walks up and he goes, Hey man, that's Lincoln's first state title. And Bluestein was like, that can't be right. There's no way that Crowder's never had a state champion. And they were like, you know, look it up. And so he had to go back and like, Oh yeah, that was it. Because, you know, we'd been there so many times, it just everyone just assumed, you know, that we'd had so many. You know, and uh, that's another battle that's really, really hard where we're at that a lot of folks don't understand. It's really, really di- a difficult cause or a different, diff- difficult task to really, really accomplish. But, um, you know, getting to the finals, yeah, we, we can do, we've done that well. Um, you know, here's another one for you. And this is a little bit weird. You know, I, I, one of my fondest memories of a coach, this is crazy is when Pafford made the dual finals the first time. When McCullough made the dual finals, and that's so crazy that I'm going to say that out loud. When McCullough made the dual finals, I was right there. You know, I was so excited for him. And, you know, there's a picture of it that's, uh, it's, you know, right after he won. And I waited for the, for everybody else to get their, you know, their congratulations and their hugs, and you know, and, you know. But he was my kid since he was five. So, you know, I... I you know, he was with me the whole time, you know, so I wanted to be there with him at that time. And it was a great moment, you know, there's, uh, you know, and I, and I, again, I've got, you know, hundreds of stories like that, but you know, that was a big deal. You know, him, him getting somebody that I coached that I, that was with me since he was a kid making his team a state finals team and two years in a row, you know, I mean, I mean, obviously the first time was huge, you know, that, uh, that was great. You know, I, I could talk to you about, great wrestling stories forever i got a million of them of kids that you know i could probably tell you the score of every one of them you know there's great ones well and i think 
I think it does. It should be mentioned, like how you know, because you see that you say you have a lot of regional championship teams. I think you had a lot of very you know great state caliber teams. You just had the unfortunates of being, you know, in the same classification immense Brandon, you know, iron like grip on the two A division. So, you know, I feel like you had a lot of kids that were state championship caliber and you had a lot of teams that were like state championship caliber, to be honest. You know, in retrospect I can really appreciate it. So I mean I think that, you know, a lot of the numbers that you have, um, you know, don't even really speak um, you know, the truth of the matter of how good of a coach and how much how many great quality kids that you put out? I mean, I had to go up against Wilson Motelis like two times. We could never, or three times, we could never get one over on him. Um, you know, I I could remember all sorts back in the day, man. But and I mean, even as you say, you say now, I mean, look at your your reach and influence. You know, it's gone into a kid that you coached making the state finals. Like you said, that's crazy. And I love it's so. That's another thing I've always wanted to. I've I've always meant this. I think I've told you this before. But one thing that it, that stood out to me and it, my perception on it changed as I got older, you know, maybe I was arrogant as a kid or anything, but you, anytime you talk about any of your kids' matches, you always refer to it as we, whether you guys win or lose, you're like, oh, well, we could have done this differently. Well, we just, you know, I went, we went out there and, you know, and I, I had, I was like, oh, you know, he's, he's not out there, you know? And then as I got older, I was like, oh, he's taking ownership of his, responsibility and you know his prep preparing for that kid for the match and i like that's something i grew to really love and appreciate and i thought that was one of the coolest things that i I saw in a coach growing up being surrounded by so many great coaches so i always wanted to mention that to you if i had never done it before you know i never i never understood that you know like uh, you know if if they lose it can't all be on them because we're the ones putting them out there we're the ones getting them ready so you know, it, it's there's so many other factors, you know, and and a lot of folks tell me, you know, I've I've heard I've heard it the other way, like you shouldn't blame yourself, you shouldn't blame yourself, you should, well, why not? Uh, I'm I have to blame myself because if I would have done this, this, and this, then maybe this would have happened or this would have happened a little bit differently, you know. And obviously, as you age through it, you can let some of those things go, and we can, you know, okay, all right, well, you know, the pain is a little less now since it's years later. You know, but still, you know, oh, if, if I'd have known this, this would have happened or, or so on and so forth, you know, and, and, but I do think it's important to take ownership of your kids and, you know, you, you can't, it's can't be all, the blame can't be on them. And a lot of the times they've been wrestling for four years. They've been starting as ninth grade and they, they're just babies in the sport. And if they haven't been wrestling since they were, since they're five, they're still so young. They, I mean, they really don't know as much as we kind of hope that they do or think that they do when they're out there what's a what's a memory or two in your coaching career that you you would just as soon forget uh my loss to st thomas aquinas in the state dual finals um i had i i we were overconfident we thought it was done and you know we we kind of underestimated them and you know we we had one of their their 120 pounder was pinned for five and a half minutes, you know, and then he got on top of us and pinned us. And we were up like 14 to one, and all we had to do was just win, right? We didn't even need all those points. Um, I, I blame myself, really, you know. My assistant coaches will tell you that it's their fault, but again, I got to take ownership. It's the worst. And you know what's really sad about it is that I, I thought about it for a long time that I thought that my loss there was going to define me it, it, it still worries me i still think about it all the time it, that i i didn't i haven't gotten a state trophy yet you know i at second or first and you know it's one of those things that just drives me nuts because it was one point really just one escape is all we needed we needed one escape and we get a state trophy and solidify you know what i've been trying to do you know and it's uh that's a hard one. That 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 one probably is probably the the toughest one. Um, you know, I I I've got a I got a. I mean, I, I I can give you a bunch. I mean, Wilson Frazier. You know, we brought you brought Wilson up. I mean, Wilson not winning. You know, I mean, the guy that won is a great kid. Um, we beat him seven of two the week before. You know, I mean, and we we end up not making the finals, and he wins the whole thing. You know, there's a there's a whole bunch of them that, you know, but I, again, you know, take take it take it however you want to take it, but 
and 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 I I don't know if this is something that people that don't win win all the time say, but I I don't know if it's just to make people feel better, but um, I always tell the kids, you know, no matter how it ends, don't have any regrets because it ends this way for a reason. Like if you don't get it, there's a reason why you didn't get it, and it's going to push you because I'll tell you, my whole career was based on that because I didn't get what I thought that I was going to get my senior year. And it pushed me to do everything that I've done to this point. You know, all, all the, the the lack of the medal and the lack of the gold medal when I was a senior, just, it, it you know, it, and, and maybe I was overconfident in myself and didn't and thought that I was better. But my coach will tell you that I wasn't. He, he'll tell you that, you know, I, I wasn't overconfident in myself. But not getting it is what drove me to always keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing and keep pushing always through through all these things you know and it's uh it's definitely harder the older you get to to grind through them though you know but you know you, you got to because that's what I'm preaching to the kids I'm preaching to them to grind through these troubles and trials and hard things they have to do every day to get to you know an end result you know and I I I think the um, Here's a good one from a guy named Inky Johnson. I don't know if you guys know who Inky Johnson is. He was, he's a, he was a, um, played for Tennessee, blew his shoulder up and lost his arm and lost his NFL career. But anyway, um, process over product. The actual process of trying to be great is more beneficial than being great in the end because everything that you learn through the grind prepares you for life as, a, as an adult and a life to, to, to go pursue your goals in your career. And it's one of those things why wrestlers tend to do so well in the business world and outside other, other ventures because we've been through the grind. Because nobody, nobody's like, there's very few of us that are crazy enough to do what we do. So that process that we push ourselves through, that, that goal of becoming a state champion and, and, and so on, an NCAA champion, all that stuff, those things mold you into, oh, this rest of this stuff is easy. Have you ever tried to? Cut twenty pounds and 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 wrestle in the in, in the region tournament. I mean, it, that's hard. Some of the things that we do in life are just not as not as tough. So I think the the process is a big deal. You know, just getting kids in it and, and grinding through it, and however it ends, it ends. Because you know, there's some kids that'll never start for you because think about it. I, most kids are never going to be a state qualifier. Look at how many start and how many ever actually make a state tournament. It's the numbers are so lopsided, and it's just a small percentage that actually even make it the state tournament, much less make a state medal. You know, it, most of the kids are in wrestling because they they, they want to be a part of something, and they grind through it. And then you're like, oh wow, man, I learned so much about life and who I was based on you know these practices and these things. So, I I, I think that's a big deal about what we do. You know. Well, Mike, and that's uh, I think that's what separates you know, good coaches like yourself from the ones that maybe aren't in that same category is that, it, you know, you obviously you want to achieve the greatest success that you, you can, you can potentially achieve, but there's also the winning that comes from, like you said, that, that um, going through the grind, as you, as you say, and learning from your mistakes, you know, accepting you accepting the, the loss and looking at it, looking at it constructively instead of, you know, beating the crap out of yourself, which a lot of people do. And that's part of the process, but the win is gained by, as you put it, you know, learning, continuing the grind, not giving up. And then those, those lessons learned, whether they're a state qualifier, state champion, whatever that carries on long past their wrestling career and don't sell yourself short mike they're going to remember you 20 25 years down the line they're going to they're going to they're going to they're going to model themselves after the example that you've said and i've seen that for years and you can count on that you know that happening um so before we wrap this up we're we're getting close to wrapping up i have one last question for you and you know okay. put some thought into put some thought into this okay in your long and story successful career, now again, think long on this. Who would you say is your favorite wrestling official? 
I'm gonna hey, don't worry. I'm gonna cut this, so don't worry oh, about man. that. Oh, it's not even close. It's not even close. Man. Is that, fa- is that Fairfax or Rackley? Oh, buddy. Yeah. You know, it's funny. If I said Gallico, you'd get all bent out of shape. But yeah. Gallico is a good. He's a good rep. No, no. It's definitely John Cone. It's not even close. No, no. And and you know, it's funny as in that aspect, man. I, I, I think that's also different too, because I don't think a lot of guys like like to talk to officials. You know, well, you know, it's and I'm running a tournament. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna talk to him, see everybody's doing, make sure you know everybody's got paid. You know, shirts are coming. All that stuff, and, I, and you know, feeding people. You know, a lot of folks don't do that. They, they they just run their event, and then they're pissed off about this call or that call or whatever. You know, it. Man, listen, we can't do what we do without you guys, anyway, right? And it, we're both we're both we're all in this together with the kids too. And I'd come off the mat, and then uh, who was it? oh R- Rylan? Rylan would be like. You greasing the zebras out there? What are you doing? What are you, you trying to get a call later on today? It made me laugh, and I'm like, no, I'm actually just being nice because these yeah. guys are here working their butt off for me today. You know, they're gonna and for no money, and they're gonna get called shitty names all day today. You know, I, they, people are gonna be pissed off at him. You're getting yelled at for freaking eight hours. You know, you know. Well, that's you know, and I like I exactly your you know your um your attitude toward it to me this is the reason why we got the show started because that's part of the reason i like going to the tournaments all the time especially in the summer you see the ones grind grinding you have a rapport with people you talk you get to joke around you know you spend a lot more time like i spent a lot more time at wrestling tournaments than you know anywhere else so it was kind of like where the family and the conversation was at mm-hmm. so that's why we're excited to get this thing going and we're super excited that you were gonna you know that you decided to come on so early in the process um, so man, we, re- we really do appreciate it, man. You've affected so many lives. You know, I know I've, I've been very blessed to have you a part of my wrestling career and onward. And, you know, I really do look forward to seeing Lincoln contend with, uh, Fleming Island and, uh, play in those duels. We're going to get after him. I know. I'm sure he'll, he, he calls me all the time too. We talk up, shoot. Sorry, we'll, anyway. we'll make, we'll make today when we get him, when we get him on, we'll make sure to tell him that, uh, that you're coming for him. <laughs> but yeah, man, you take care of that sick family of yours, man, and, and hey, keep that immune system strong. Don't don't you fall. I'm going to. I'll probably sleep in this room since nobody's in it. <laughs> All right, my man. All, All right, right, we'll talk to you later. Guys. Thank you. Appreciate it, Mike. Man, he is always just so great to see and talk to. I'm glad to, glad that he was gonna that he decided to come on and let us uh, let us get to know him a little bit better. Um, you know, get to know who. The man behind the team of Lincoln Trojans are. Uh, what what do you think? How how do you how do you feel about that, Dad? Oh man, you know we could talk to Mike forever, and you know as he said, he's got so many years at the helm there at at Lincoln, and you know he could go on and on about you know the the high end of the of the positive memories and the low end of the the negative memories, and you know, of course you know like we also stated he's always at the you know at the at the forward end of of you know new things changing in the sport and and gosh you could just you know you could just you can see why he's created such a consistently successful program there at Lincoln and gosh I sure hope he does you know bring home one of those championship trophies someday he certainly deserves it and has certainly put in the work to to achieve it and I know you know the many wrestlers that have come and gone through his program respect him you can see that at his tournaments where he has a lot of um you know alumni there that are there to either help coach or support in some way yeah great guest and I I really hope he agrees to come on again um at a at a future date uh speaking of future dates um we have coach Clay Allen on our next episode, he is the head coach of Florida High, located in Tallahassee, Florida. Good young coach, been on the scene there at Florida High. I don't know how many years. I don't want to. I don't want to misspeak, but he's been there for a few years, and also a very passionate coach, very forward-thinking and hardworking. And um, it's going to be a treat to have him on talk about his tournament. He's got the first uh, week in December, uh, which has always been a good tournament. Um, it's growing in size every year, and I've had the 
the good fortune to officiate that uh, that event for several years. So it's going to be a treat to have him on. We're looking forward to it. Thank you for joining us again here on the North Florida Wrestling Show, where the conversation never leaves the mat. Make sure to tune in for the next episode for the latest on North Florida Wrestling.